Hey guys, Chris here, just to let you know that this week's show is brought to you in part by Madden 24. Madden 24 has officially been released and there are a giant number of changes to make an already incredible game just that much better. With significant technological improvements, the Madden team has enhanced the gameplay experience, taking it to an unprecedented level of immersion and control. With the new FieldSense technology, ultimate team upgrades, and simple additions to the franchise mode like restructuring contracts, it is true that if it's in the game, it's in the game. Available for all major consoles, the good folks over at EA were kind enough to gift us some digital codes. We're giving away an absolutely crazy 25 codes for each console version, and they're gonna go to the first people to DM us on Twitter. Simply ask for it. It's that easy. Madden for free. Madden 24, available now. Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm Chris Forwardell, joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, my guy, how are you? Uh, you know, it's Victory Tuesday, Chris, and sure. anytime you can get a victory on a Tuesday, it's a win. So, very excited. I'm happy to be here. It's, uh, you know, just another wonderful week. Jalen and Jason's flu game? I guess. I mean, you can say, I guess they were sick. They didn't seem that sick. I came out afterwards as they were both dealing with the flu. Yeah, I saw and, that, and but... I, the thing is, like, Hertz is always so stoic. It's p- difficult to tell. There was, if uh, I don't know how closely you were watching the end of the game, because obviously you have children, you have to pay attention <laughs> to. It. But um, there was a shot of Kelsey at the end of the game where he basically looked like a corpse. And, like, I kind of chalked it up to, oh, the, it feels like 101 degrees there, and he's just been playing football for two and a half hours. But it does kind of make sense in retrospect. Yeah, no, it definitely does. That's crazy. I didn't even realize it was that bad. But listen, a win's a win, sick or not sick, you know? Hey, we'll take it. Another team looked good. There's a lot of excitement. Even when they're not playing well, they managed to play pretty well. Jalen Carter is everything anyone can ask for. And then some, that guy is just, he's special. He legitimate path to being the best defensive tackle in the league in two or three years. So that's going to be fun. Jordan Davis has been good. This team's getting healthier. Reed Blankenship might be real. Like I keep having this, like is Reed Blankenship real thing. And he might, he might be real. I, yeah, I, he was unbelievable last night. There was a clear difference from one week to another where you didn't have him, And then you did have him. I, I can't believe that we were able to get Jalen Carter at like nine or 10 or wherever we drafted him at nine. Yeah. Trading up one spot to go get him. By the way, the guy I wanted in the draft the whole time, Bijan is also playing his butt off, but yeah, Jalen Carter is, uh, is spectacular. There's, there's, there's an equal path to Bijan being the best running back in football in that period of time as there is to Carter being the best defensive tackle. 
Yeah, dude, it's it's exciting. I've I've enjoyed I've enjoyed football so far. I know that's <laughs> that's not a surprise Hot take. Uh, to many if you've listened for a long time, but uh, it has been a fun three weeks. Well, Gregory, we have much to discuss. I have BovadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. We're going to take a look at all of the week four lines in the National Football League. We're going to we're going to do something we've been talking about for a while. Finally, give our own personal picks for the men's 24 and 24 uh, USA men's uh, Olympic basketball rosters. We'll get into why we made those picks and all of that. But before we do that, we have to say uh, we have to say goodbye to a legend. One of the one of the all time great baseball players passed away today. Baltimore Oriole Brooks Robinson, maybe the best defensive third baseman to ever play the game. Uh, 23 year career with the Orioles, 18 of those. He, uh, he made the All-Star Game, 1964 MVP, and just, like I said, arguably the single greatest defensive uh, third baseman that's, that's ever played the game. Yeah, it was a bummer to, to hear that news. I mean, 86, though, definitely, uh, definitely lived a good one, but arguably, like you said, the greatest third baseman defensively mm. there, that there is. I think they showed a stat with the Phillies game on um, that it was like, Gold gloves. I think he had sixteen. I was going to ask you this question. Yeah. He he did have sixteen consecutive. It's by the insane. way, insane gold gloves. Uh, his uh, his defensive war second. Pardon me, third all time behind Ozzie Smith and Mark Bellinger, who was by the way his teammate in the middle of that infield <laughs> for Baltimore. So that's a, that's that is a solid defensive infield. And I, you probably know the answer to this. But who is the only player uh, to ever have more gold gloves at one position, Greg? Ooh, of a position player? Any player to ever have so more gold player? gloves. So any player? Yeah. Then I know who it is. It's Maddox, isn't it? it Maddox yeah. has 18 gold gloves. It's another crazy stat. The Greg pretty Maddox. Good, pretty good actual pitcher, too. Yeah, solid, <laughs> solid. He, he, he knew what he was doing. For some reason, I keep getting Greg Maddox content in my uh, random reels and stuff, and now I'm sure there will be even more of it. That and St. Louis Cardinals memories. I don't know why that keeps showing up. Baseball but, heaven, dude. Uh, yeah, I guess, man. I just don't care. I don't need to relive the David Freeze World Series heroics. <laughs> I didn't, that wasn't, it wasn't a part it, with the caption, we just don't realize how good we had it. It's like their first down season in like 20 years. Um, but yeah. regardless, uh, Maddox was just the man. Like he just clearly was, he, 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 there was the clip that went, that, uh, showed up that it was like, somebody asked him about like, uh, how hard it was to pitch to Barry Bonds. And he was like, ah, oh, man, that was easy. He's like, he's more than likely just going to hit a home run or, or at least get a hit. You just throw fastballs at that guy and uh, deal with everybody else. There's eight other guys you can get out. Yeah. Maddox is fun because Maddox is, Maddox is just like, that dude you see on the street who happens to be one of the greatest athletes of all time. Like you would never in a million years be like, that is a top five athlete of all time in his sport. But he's just like one of the greatest pitchers, the best, the single best uh, ever fielding pitcher. Like guy could have been, could have had a long career as a, as a defensive shortstop. If he couldn't, if he wasn't also one of the 10 best pitchers of all time. Yeah. It's pretty incredible to be honest. Like ridiculous. You shouldn't be that good at things. No. Let's let's dig into this. I was looking to see if Bavada had odds for 
any of the Olympic props, but I couldn't find anything. I want to dig into what we've got here. <sighs> okay, so my question to you, because I didn't know the answer to this and only remembered about 12 minutes ago. I believe it's a 12-man roster, right? Uh, what did I build? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What? I have 15, but... That's far that too many. Right. You, need, you need to make you need to trim three people from that immediately. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> but One, it needs to, you have to make logical decisions here. Uh, two and it's a tough cut, but that's what I'm taking <laughs> off. All right. Uh, my last my, my last cut was very tough too because I wasn't just looking for like. I wasn't looking for the the twelve best guys. I was looking for the guys who are gonna, who are very good and are gonna fit into very defined roles. So, and all the while, the, I think the one flaw in my team, and I went into it thinking like, all right, the Olympics is a guard based situation. Make sure your guard play is strong. I wanted a I wanted a really good third point guard. I only have two. Couldn't find that spot, but I have a bunch of guys who can handle the ball. Let's talk about let's talk about the just mists for you. Who were the three guys you just cut? So the three guys I just cut, of course, I erased them from my notes instead of just mm-hmm. keeping them there. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Okay. He missed the list. I just think that there's guys that are on there who are slightly above him in terms of that. Um, Mikhail Bridges, late okay. cut, late cut for me. Uh, that one, that one hurt. I won't okay. lie. Um, and then, oh my God, who was the third person? <laughs> uh, oh my God, um, wasn't a big guy. It was okay. Well, would like oh, De'Aaron go- Fox. It was De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox. Fox. Okay. Well, Fox, that that cut makes a little bit of sense because you like the guard. You like you like what he does, getting to the basket. You like that he can facilitate, but not a great shooter, and has been a has been a declining defender ever since he came into the league, coincidentally, with a reputation as being a lockdown defender. So, kind of get that. Let's talk about the guys. Who are the big names that did not make your roster? Oh, man. Uh, big names that didn't make it. Clay Thompson, he's not okay. on there. I, I, maybe this isn't the way to go. Let's let's go with let's let's go with your bench. My give bench. Me, give me your bench and tell me why each guy is on the team. Uh, James Butler. Okay. Um, that's just pure heart fighter. Going out there, big time games. He's he's a guy who can bring the team together too. In terms of like seeking out a goal, we've seen him uh, do that with the Heat. I like him. I think you got to bring Bam out of bio. Okay. Uh, you know, just backup center play, big man, gonna fight for rebounds, etc. Uh, Booker, Devin Booker. Okay. Scoring off the bench, able to handle it a little bit. We're good there. Uh, Anthony Edwards. I liked what I saw to him in the most recent the World Cup. Obviously, the team didn't have a great success, but I think that his play there earned him a spot on this team. Not that I think he's going to get a ton of run, but I sure. think he fits in there. Deserves to be on there. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Okay. That's that. That's just from a pure 
baseball stand or baseball <laughs> basketball standpoint. Uh, plus, he's then, a, plus, he's a real fun guy. Exactly, a great guy to hang out with. He can <laughs> laugh, not weird at all. Um, and then the last man on the bench, the, the the last man of the cuts that I made, I'm bringing Jalen Brown with me. Tobias Harris. Oh, Jalen Brown. <laughs> Tobias Harris. All right, uh, I'll I'll give you my bench. A lot of a lot of overlap. Booker's on that bench. Bam's on that bench. Ty, um, Anthony Edwards is on the bench. And I thought there was one more overlap, but maybe not. Oh, wait. I missed a guy, too. Yeah, I wondered um, who you missed. I'm a dumb person. It's true. Who did uh, you miss? My last backup big, Evan Mobley. I'm bringing him. Okay, I need, that's I need interesting. experience from him. That's interesting. Uh, so I'll give you the... Well, I'll give you... I'll give you a, so I, I said Booker, you got Bam, and you got Edwards. Bring in Draymond. Draymond's kind of my uh, my version of what what Jimmy Butler is for you. I he's see the that. glue guy. He's going to pass the ball. He's going to rebound. He's going to do all the little stuff and not care about scoring. And I think that is invaluable on an Olympic team. I'm taking Clay Thompson because nobody, uh, very few other people in the world, can get hot and just stand in a quarter and space the floor like Clay Thompson can do. I am going to reward Michael Bridges for what he did on the World Cup team. Again, big-time perimeter defender, can play power forward in international play, can also facilitate a little bit. And I couldn't keep Tyrese Halliburton off the team. He's my backup point guard. Gets the size. He gives you the versatility to mix and match with lineups a little bit. And, uh, you know, he plays defense. He can shoot the ball. He can... I guess he can shoot the ball. He shoots the ball. His percentages are very good. It's always going to be ugly, but the man shoots the ball and it goes in the basket, and that's all that matters. Who is your center, Greg? Uh, starting center? Who's your starting center? Mr. Anthony Davis. When healthy, this man is top tier in terms of centers. He has a gold medal. I like the experience factor. Um, I just I, that's He's the guy that I would go with. Okay. And by the way, when I miscounted mine originally and I had one more spot, I was looking for I was looking for shooting and as I said guard play and that was between uh that was between Trey Young and Desmond Bain, but neither of them ended up making the team when I realized that there there was one too many person on the roster already. Huh. I my don't starting hate that, set, Both of my those start, guys. Sorry. Well, yeah, no, you're good. I mean, I like Bain's fit more, but I wanted a ball handler and passer. Um my starting center is uh, is uh, Joel Hans Embiid. So, the, so here here is my thought process and why I didn't have him in this. Is he uh, would he qualify to play for Team USA? Yes, he can play for Team USA, Cameroon, or France. Huh. He just has to pick one. I did not know that. Well, and France that... Al- France has already set a deadline for him, and that's not going to go well. So it's going to end up being between Cameroon. And the USA, and that's going to mean he plays for the USA. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine so. Hmm. So, so my my center is uh, is Mr. Joel Embiid. Yeah, he's that... among the best players in basketball, and in this position, he's not going to have to do too much playing with the the gentleman who will be in the starting lineup with him. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Knowing now that he could play for Team USA, uh, Mr. Mobley would be bumped immediately off the list, and. Um, uh, Mr. Embiid would, would be my backup center. Considered Anthony Davis, but he kind of fell into that 
position with me where uh, he's really good, probably deserves to make the team, but I don't love him in any particular position. And he's probably going to be hurt. So I just kept him off my roster. <laughs> That's why, that was why my caveat was, has to be healthy, a fully healthy yeah. Anthony Davis. So my, my power forward and small forward are kind of interchangeable. Who's your starting power forward? I got uh, the king, LeBron James, okay. as power forward. We're, we're playing him up a little bit. That, that is where I landed as well. Obviously, you don't have to explain what LeBron can do for a team. He gives the, gives the team another ball handler, excellent passer. And while he's not a dynamic three-point shooter by any stretch, literally does everything well. So I don't know. I think we need to delve into a little. This little-known kid from Akron, we may have to d- dig into him a little bit. Yeah, we'll check and see if he, he fits. We'll look at <laughs> some of the, uh, the advanced... Uh, the advanced numbers and see if there's a, there's a place for him, the all time leading scorer in the NBA. Exactly. Um, who's your small forward? Uh, Kevin Durant. That's where I land too. Yeah. Again, very interchangeable with he and LeBron for who's playing which position. Um, where did you go with uh, your shooting guard then? Because I want to see if if we. I want to I want to ask you who's your point guard. Okay. Uh, my point guard would be um, the all-time three-point leader in NBA history, Steph Curry. That is where I am as well. Oh, Obvious wow. Fit, spectacular passer and, you know, maybe the greatest shooter to ever play basketball. Uh, I think we pretty much have to be in the same spot. Did you go big is the question I'll ask. I mean, I guess I guess he's big. I don't know. I didn't really think starting, about it that way. Who was your starting shooting guard, Greg? <laughs> Jason Tatum is my starting shooting guard as well. Wow. So we independently came up with the pretty much outside of the center debate because whatever, but we have the same other four. That's incredible. We do have. Yeah. I mean, Tatum plays a lot of power forward for Boston, but certainly has the ability to guard, move his feet, great shooter. And, uh, and it's going to be a giant lineup when you're talking about. I mean, Curry's a normal-sized human being, but Tatum's 6'9 at the 2. Durant is, you know, question mark, question mark. Probably (laughs) probably 7 foot at at small forward. LeBron's 6'9 power forward, and then then Joel, 7'1 at center. Huge, huge lineup for Team USA. Yeah, I just don't know how teams could compete with that. Like, it's just... From I and I know obviously the some of the rules and things like that. International basketball is always a little bit different, but I, it, to me, it just screams easy buckets. Except for when you have to play like France, for example, and Spain, maybe. But Angola coming out there. Where, what's the Barkley quote? I, I don't even know where Angola is. I just know they're going to get crushed tomorrow or whatever. I think I made that quote up, but regardless. I mean, just think, like, think of the lineup versatility you have. You can take your small forward in Durant, play him at center, and then, well, with my lineup at least, you can you can surround him with Steph Curry, Devin Booker, Clay Thompson, and Tyrese Halliburton and just shoot the crap out of the basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. And actually defend people. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that lineup is... Oh, sorry, even, Bam, Bam was the other guy. Bam was also on, yeah, Bam was on my roster, but yeah. Bam's very important on that bench. Uh, taking Mobley, I, yeah, I mean, I don't see, I don't see why how this team, either of our teams, really could have any sort of issue. I, uh, I, I also I, selected a coach too. If you want to oh, talk about that, um, let me think about that for a second. Let me think about who my coach would be. But okay, 
So I didn't go AD because of the injury. Kawhi, basically the same reason. Jimmy Butler, I think... There's this whole there's this whole thing about playoff Jimmy, right? Correct. And playoff Jimmy wasn't really playoff Jimmy this year. <laughs> a couple big games and then kind of disappeared in a couple more. I don't like that he can't shoot at all. And that's that's the only reason he didn't make it. Jalen Brown was the toughest cut. He deserves to be on this team. And uh, I considered Zion too, but he just, you know, hasn't really it, earned it yet. Yeah, exactly. I thought the same thing about Zion because I was just kind of going through like rosters and looking at different different things to try to figure out what the best combination of guys I think would be. And it's just it's so hard to to put him anywhere because when he is playing, he's unbelievably talented and dynamic and can do a lot, but like we just haven't seen it regularly enough for me to be like, yeah, you have to be on this 12 man roster. Okay. Who who is your head coach? Well, if I can have a player coach, I'm taking Carmelo Anthony. The guy is the mo- one of the most successful international players in NBA history. Okay. Um, so well, let's let's have Carmelo be your top assistant. <laughs> Fine. He can hold the clipboard. Uh, if I'm going just coach, I'm going a little out of the box. I'm I'm going to I'm thinking international soccer thought processes where those international Ted Lasso. Teams, yeah, <laughs> where those international teams they have coaches that don't coach anywhere else. I'm taking mm-hmm. Jay Wright with me. He's been on Olympic staffs, mm-hmm. super successful. He doesn't have anything else to bog him down in terms of college recruiting and, and Villanova coaching. I'm taking First Jay of all, Wright. that hurts. You know what the best part of Jay being on that staff is? We will not have to listen to him on television. That also would help be helpful. <laughs> yes. Uh, my staff, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name Eric Spolstra as my head coach. Ooh, that's a good one. I think Spolstra... I think less of myself for the time where I thought Spolstra was nothing more than a product of LeBron, Bosch, and, and Dwayne Wade. Because Spolstra is one of the great coaches of all time. His assistants, I like where you're thinking on the international level. Uh, so we're going to put Nick Nurse on that staff. Uh, okay. He's going to also be joined by Taylor Jenkins, who I think is just an absolute genius of a coach. And you know what? Just for kicks, because I think this guy's still one of the best coaches in the world. Celtics front office man Brad Stevens. Ooh, okay. Wow. Do you think he'd do it? Uh, no, because no, because Jalen Brown got kicked, the guy left off. <laughs> <laughs> uh that is that is true. He probably couldn't do that for you. Um but yeah, no, I, I like your staff though. I do like it. I feel like we need an up and comer in there somewhere. Not Brett really Brown knows international basketball. Look, I love Brett Brown. You know, I feel like Dwayne Casey deserves to be on the staff. Like, he's such a good coach, and he gets saddled with all these garbage teams. Literally got fired when he won Coach of the Year. Dwayne Casey can be on my staff. Ever. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. That is one of my favorite things, though. The guy that gets Coach of the Year and then also gets fired in the same season. Only in the NBA. Basketball is weird, man. Basketball is weird. <laughs> Let's uh, let's. It's funny we ended up with basically the same starting lineup. It's crazy. Who, I, I'm actually would you have had shocked. AD? Would you have had AD or Joel? I probably still would have had Anthony Davis, only for the fact that he has the international experience. Like I, I, I haven't seen. I, I mean, obviously, I know Joel is very good, no matter how much I bash him. Um, but I think I just from a starter perspective, my guess is Embiid ends up getting a lot of those minutes because. I don't know. He might 
it, Anthony Davis might step on someone's foot or something it, like during warmups, and Embiid's going to have to start anyway. So, mm. uh, but I probably would still just run AD simply for that. Do you get the feeling that this is going to be a little bit more similar to the '92 team, where this is going to be a very veteran-laden squad? Oh, if LeBron's calling people and saying, "Hey, let's go do this," absolutely. Does Chris Paul get invited? Oh, uh, well, why do you think Carmelo's a coach? Um, <laughs> Can Chris Paul also be a coach? Uh, you may have to put him there. It would not shock me if he was on the team. Wouldn't shock me in the least. Wouldn't be on my team. Not Lifetime now. Achievement award. Yeah, I, but doesn't he? Ha- he has to have a gold medal. I. He has probably. Uh, oh, he. In yeah. fact, he does because I can see in my head. I can see the, the pick. He was on yes. one of those teams with LeBron. I'm. I'm thinking the same thing. I have this image of him with the gold medal on. Yeah, he like, was on, on the. Podium. I remember from the LeBron documentary. He was on that. He was on one of those teams with LeBron and Carmelo. Yeah, I don't remember sense. which one it was. Uh, neither one of us included John ja Morant. Huh. That's true. I just didn't and want the distraction. I think that's a big part of it because honestly, I didn't even really think. I think the the season that he just had with all the off the court issues, um, just just sways me away from putting him in the situation. But it is funny because I definitely had Desmond Bain on a short list for this, and so did you. I uh, Desmond Bain was on the roster for a little while. Yeah, that's crazy. And I wanted to put Maxie in. <laughs> <laughs> uh his time will come sir next year his, his time I, will come just like you know get pj tucker and matisse Thybul and tobias it just build, build miles turner's a guy i thought about a little bit just a big guy shoot, who can shoot, shoot yeah. Three, yeah i guess brooke lopez would also fit that probably better but who knows so um and i wanted buddy but i wasn't sure if it was bahamas or like where his eligibility was because i wanted just that like this complete unconscious three-point shooter well that's i understand that but mainly the clay thompson point that you made and then also a guy like buddy healed right that's just get open and just stand there we'll find you and just keep making make like eight of the 11 threes you take in the game and we'll be fine exactly right and literally do not allow just your presence alone doesn't allow for double teaming yeah they have to cover you. All right. Let's get to our picks for this week, Gregory. Thursday night football, the Detroit Lions in Green Bay to take on the Green Bay Packers. Bavada has the Packers plus one and a half at home. Man, I would have, I probably would have said the Lions, but the how impressive the Packers were in the fourth quarter of that game over the weekend. Sure. I I think in Lambeau, it's a big spot. Jordan Love has been very very adequate. I kind of I kind of like the Packers at home. Are the Lions overrated? I don't know if they're overrated necessarily, but uh, to have them as favorites going into Green Bay is a little tough for me this early on in the season. How much weight do you give their win over the two and Falcons team? Um, not a ton because yeah. now the the longer that the season has gone for the Falcons, I uh, am less and less, you know, 
as awed as I was after the week one game. And, uh, you know, in battle of the rookie running backs, we will say Jameer Gibbs did beat out Bijan this week. Bijan had his worst game as a pro, 10 for 33. Gibbs, 17 for 80. Um, and uh, also caught a pass for two yards. I mean, one-off game. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with looking at the first two and being like, yeah, that's great compared to, uh, compared to the one game in Detroit. The Atlanta Falcons on uh, at Wembley Stadium in London, UK, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time start. On Sunday, October 1st, so many weird things. October 1st, week four, none of it makes sense. Bavada has the Jaguars minus three. The Toy Story game, buddy. The Toy Story game. Uh, I'm, I may be at the actual Eagles game, and I'm going to miss the Toy Story game, and I think mm. I'm more bummed about that than anything I've been bummed about <laughs> in a long time. Um, well, you have YouTube TV. Just record it. I def 1,000% will be recording it. Um, but I – do the Jaguars stink? Like, is that a thing? Or are they I just don't know. starting slow? I you don't know. You watched I, like I watched the second or a lot of that game against the Chiefs two weeks ago, and they're just Trevor Lawrence is missing wide open people. It, it, it looks bad, and then their offense was death uh, this past Sunday. Nothing going on. I don't know. We thought they were going to have all these weapons, and it's just it, it hasn't clicked yet. And the defense not being able to stop CJ Stroud and, and tank Dell and you know, like I, I'm not taking anything away from those guys, but it's a Houston Texans team that has been con- consistently giving up sack after sack after sack. And they don't even get that on, on Sunday. So I don't, I don't know what to think yet about them, but if they are playing in London at home, I think they have the better of the, of the chance to, to take this one. What's confusing to me is, in the first half of that first game against Indy, I think Calvin Ridley had eight catches for 100 yards. Since then, he's been targeted 15, 16 times, and he has respectively two catches and then three catches. Yeah, that's bizarre. What, what happened after the first half, and why has, why has Trevor Lawrence regressed this season so far? I don't know. Like... I mean, is it because – is there too much pressure? Is it the expectation? You're listening to the hype. You're listening to all of that. Like, is that what it is? I don't know. But we're going to find out if this team is any good at all pretty soon because uh, a bad loss to the Falcons tells me that this Jaguars team just ain't good. I, it's – you can't lose the, You can't lose the Falcons. If Desmond Ritter goes off for like goes off for like two eighty and three touchdowns. If you want to be taken seriously, that can't happen, Chris. If you want yeah, to be agreed. taken seriously, the Baltimore Ravens head to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. I watched the Browns game last week. That was cool. Um, no, it was actually fun. I was in I was in Charlotte and it was fun. But the uh, the Browns minus two and a half at home at Bavada. I think that makes sense, right? Like uh, the Ravens, you, they also lost uh, Gus Edwards, right? Yeah. As, as we, they just lose everybody. Yeah, Tucker, don't play running back for the Ravens. No, not at all. Tucker Tucker missed that field goal, which I think everybody thought was in. in <laughs> yeah, we were, we were watching that live after the game. 
That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. I couldn't. I couldn't believe. I was stunned. Stunned. Like Justin that. Tucker can make this from seventy-five yards. Oh, that's short. <laughs> and and the Browns look so good. I kind of like the Browns in the game with the defense and how well they've played. Deshaun took a little bit of a step. Like I like I like this. So I, I'm ride with the Browns on this week. The Cincinnati Bengals in Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. Bavada has the Titans plus two and a half at home. Boy, do the Titans stink. They stink. It wasn't good. Stink, stink. And the Bengals, I don't want to say righted the ship completely last night, but they certainly looked better than they had in the past. Jamar Chase started playing, which was nice to see. Um, And I just really hate, I really don't like the Titans. I don't understand what they're doing and how you, you can't have 94 yards of total offense in a, Not in ideal. an NFL game. No, you really like, want that like a quarter. Yeah, it, it's just bad. So I'm going Bengals. I think they win big in Tennessee. The Denver Broncos in Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears and Bavada has the Bears plus three and a half. I mean, this is game the worst. Oh. <laughs> the worst matchup of all time. <laughs> yeah. The Broncos team is just like just demoralizing doesn't even describe the loss to Miami cuz yeah. it's not like it's not like Miami was like screwing around and just like kept having long drives and like they just kept scoring like 60 yard touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I don't really I don't really know what the Broncos were doing. Uh Russ still looks bad. I don't know. Sean Payton has to be like, why didn't I take any other job that was out there? Because um, this is this is poor. And then the Bears just they stink. They are very very bad. And I don't. But at least Justin Fields is taking accountability. Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> it's great when you're bad on the field. Then you're fighting with the coaching staff. Uh, you blame the coaches. It literally. Uh, this came. I think this came out the day after you and I recorded last week. Where Justin Fields was asked why he was playing so poorly, and he blamed his coaches for coaching him. It's not a good look. Uh, and, and and making him quote think on the field. I mean, yeah, yeah. Tank, tank for Caleb, right? Isn't that isn't that what the uh, plan should be? I guess he wasn't like people liked him as an MVP pick in the preseason. Yeah, I don't, I, I can't, I can't have that. Can't have it. Can't happen. So, so who wins this game? <laughs> Chicago's the home team, but I still, I, I, oh my God, this is like impossible. Yeah, it's it, just avoid, like avoid this one. And God, is it a who cares game? Somebody's got to win. I, Denver, I guess. 16, 13, probably. Okay, so win but not cover. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. So we're we're looking Broncos money line on this one. The Los Angeles Rams in Indy to take on the Colts. Bavada has the Colts minus one at home. I mean, are the Colts better with Gardner Minshew? Some are asking these questions, Chris. No. (laughs) I don't believe that either. But uh, a lot of heart out of that Colts team heading into that game, right? Like, go in, you don't have Richardson, you're playing the Ravens, it's bad weather, et cetera, and end up pulling it out, 75, 50-yard field goals for Matt Gay. 
uh, in that game. I, I mean, it was really impressive. Rams, Monday night, they looked like they couldn't just get the offense going. They couldn't protect Stafford, and they were just struggling to, to really get into a flow. A couple touchdowns called back on different things. Guys stepped out of bounds, et cetera. Um, definitely not still thinking about that um, at all based off player props. Uh, uh-huh. But regardless, um, I think the Rams come to play in this one. I think this is a game indoors in Indianapolis. The Rams win it. I, I mentioned that I was watching that that Colts-Ravens game in, in Charlotte. And uh, a lot of people were getting their first taste of Gardner Minshew in that household. And there, there's a lot of like, oh, I like that guy. I like that. He's, you know, he's, he's spunky. He's feisty. I like that guy. Football Jesus. And uh, my attitude was basically like, yeah, I like that guy too until my team asked him to play in a meaningful game. Oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> right. Right around there is when you're like, not as big of a fan of that guy. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, you can go do karate on somebody else's team. I, I need a capable <laughs> backup quarterback. <laughs> but you're a fun story, Gardner, and I, I hope I hope you continue to do well. The Miami Dolphins in Buffalo. Dude, how rough is it that you score 70 goddamn points and the next week you're three-point underdogs against the Bills? It's it's crazy to be honest. Like, and I I understand why they are underdogs because it's a road game. They're relatively evenly matched teams. The Bills, and the Bills also Im- pooped on the Commanders. Yeah, the Bills have looked impressive the last two weeks. No one's defense can be as bad as the Broncos. So I guess the expectation is they won't score seventy again. Um, Commanders just gave up thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah, man. So. I think I, I, this this is the game of the week to me, the, oh, the yeah. most intriguing one by far. Um, I, I like the Dolphins as the dogs. I don't know if they win outright, but I like the points with them because they are uh, they're a very good football team as long as Tua stays healthy. As you would imagine, the over-under is the highest of the weekend by a decent margin, 53 and a half. Take the over. Take the over. <laughs> The Minnesota Vikings in Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. Bavada has the Panthers, and I hear Bryce Young might get benched. Oh, my God. Plus just... three and a half. Uh, no. I, I mean, it, it, Bryce Young might get benched. It's just so ridiculous. Oh, well, Andy Dalton did have more yards today combined than Bryce Young had in the first two games combined. Uh, Stupid. I, I got they, a profanity laced text from Greg last week. Everyone just, should know this. Just profanity it's just, laced. It's just such a dumb thing to think. Okay, listen. Teams spend so much time in the offseason working out a way to trade their way up to the number one pick, right? Yep. They give up assets, they give up their best receiver. Also uh, DJ Moore. Yeah. They like they do all these things. Yeah. You think after two games they're lying about an ankle injury and benching the guy they took one overall. They got Red Rocket. Uh, well, listen, Mr. Mr. Uh Mr. Dalton, I honestly didn't look that bad. Um Andy definitely, always fine. Yeah, like he's just middle of the road Andy Dalton. It's great it's a great way to make a living. Um but I I just 
Minnesota doesn't stink, right? Do they stink, or are they just losing close games that they won? I don't won know. Last year? I'm not sure. Right? I think that's the hardest part. Some of these teams are so hard to read because week in and week out. I mean, I was convinced the Vikings were going to beat the Chargers because I don't trust the Chargers because I don't like their head coach. And then they do the boneheaded stuff at the end of the game and throw an interception on a tip pass. Right. They they easily that tip doesn't go into that guy's hands. It's it, the, the Vikings have a like ninety eight percent chance of winning that game from where they were. So um, I like the Vikings in this one to finally get off the zero and three you know setup, but it's it's going to be tough sledding for them if they think they're going to make the playoffs. The Pittsburgh Steelers in Houston to take on the Texans. Bavada has the Texans plus three at home. I'm surprised Pittsburgh's favored by that much. I know only because Houston, while, you know, being, I think, what, one and three or one and two, they've been relatively good in all three games. And Pittsburgh, if you can get to pick it, you can affect their offense. They still have no semblance of a running game whatsoever, uh, but their defense keeps them in ball games. So if you can somehow figure out how to neutralize TJ Watt, you have a chance if you're Houston. But, I think that I think that defense gives Stroud a little bit of trouble, and I, I kind of like Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh in this one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Orleans to take on uh, the New Orleans Saints. Bavada has the Saints minus three at home. Jameis Winston revenge game, Chris. Mm-hmm. Here, here it is. Um, mm-hmm. But in reality, it's the Alvin Kamara returns from his suspension game, uh, and I think that New Orleans gonna, is going to use him early and often in this matchup. And not necessarily running the ball, because even though we saw the Eagles rip up Tampa from a rushing perspective uh, just just last night, um, I, I I can't believe the Saints lost that game to the Panthers, or the Packers, but it is what yeah. it is. You have the backup quarterback now, and I, I at home, they, they sort of own the box. It was I mean, obviously – Whenever they played Brady at home, they would crush them for some reason when he was with the Bucks. But uh, I, I kind of, I kind of see that rolling a little bit. Dennis Allen kind of has the Bucks number, so I'm going to go with uh, with with New Orleans. The Washington Commanders in Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Bavada has the Eagles minus eight at home. Uh, very real chance that I'm in attendance for the game. I don't go to many games anymore in my advanced age. Um, but <laughs> they may be, may be attending. I think the Eagles roll in this one. We saw what Sam Howe is, uh, not to, not that one game defines you, but we saw what a really good defense can do to him. And, and the Eagles have that. And I just think they're going to cause problems, uh, all day for, for the, uh, the commanders. It's the Eagles big. I do think that this is going to be one of the more interesting games to see how real the run game is though. Because with with Sweat and Allen and Payne and Chase Young on that defensive line, it's going to be a real test for the offensive line. So I'm going to be it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. This could be a game where they try to pick apart the defense. You know, Kendall Fuller and Emmanuel Forbes, the starting cornerbacks in in uh, Washington. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Eagles try to do and what their game plan is. But you're right; I think probably win pretty decently. I'd like to see I'd like to see Hassan Reddick get off uh, his little Schneid a little bit, get a couple sacks in this game. Him and I'd like to see AJ Brown catch a touchdown pass just once. Yeah, I mean, drop two last night. There's a couple the week before. I'm not worried about that. He uh, 
caught plenty of passes last night. He's going to be all right. That guy's going to be just fine. I wouldn't worry, Gregory. I'm, I'm all right. Fine. Fine. And I he can't worry. be mad if he's not catching touchdown passes if he keeps dropping them. That's, that's also correct. The Arizona Cardinals in San Francisco to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Biggest line of the week, 49ers. 14-point favorites at home at Bavada. It's hard to go against the 49ers, right? Like, they, they've just been dominant. And now, I know, obviously, they played the, the Giants with no Saquon last week. But, it, like, the Cardinals can't be for real, right? The, the Cowboys just clearly stink. That's Getting that Josh Dobbs jersey. Yeah, I, that, that whole thing. <laughs> um. I don't know, man. I think I think the 49ers take it to them. I think this week was a great story for the Cardinals. Gannon gets the first win, but that's that's the end of it. Did you see Kaiser White was talking shit on Dak right before Dak threw the pick? I mean, no, I didn't, but that's hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. The Las Vegas Raiders head to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Bavada has the Chargers minus five and a half at home. Uh, this while the Bills Dolphins is game of the week, this one has the potential to be the weirdest game of the week. Sure, I feel like the Chargers have been in every weird game possible this season so far, um, just with like crazy things that go on during the game. Going for it on fourth and one from your own fifteen, like or twenty five, whatever, um, and then the Raiders like they were in it late into that Sunday night game, but just couldn't pull it off and. Jimmy G's banged up a little bit now. This is this is this is a thank God this is a four o'clock game, so you can kind of really get a full view on it um, as the you know as your Sunday progresses. I I kind of like the Chargers uh, to be honest. I think six is a little high. That's a little high because they got no Mike Williams, and we'll see if the the kid from TCU can step up or if it's going to Quentin be- Johnston. Yeah, or if it's going to be the Donald Parham show again, um, and he's going to get multiple touchdowns. I don't, I don't know. Uh, the Chargers win by three. Give me the. I like the Raiders. The Raiders plus the points. The New England Patriots in Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys, coming off a big loss. Yay! Cowboys minus six and a half at Bavada. I mean. I have to assume that the Patriots defense is better than the Cardinals defense that just shot down Dak Prescott and, and company. Um, I just don't know what Mac Jones can do against the Cowboys or the, against the Cowboys defense. He's no Josh Dobbs, Chris. So Ezekiel Elliott revenge game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Belichick's just smarter than Mike McCarthy, right? Like just from a coaching perspective, you would think I, I got, give me give me the Patriots to cover. Dallas may get the dub, but I like the Patriots points. This is not the game that we thought we were getting when the season began. Kansas City in New York to take on the New York football Jets Sunday night football. Jets plus 10 at Bavada. Don't worry, Chris. Don't worry. Trevor Simeon is here. Uh, He's going to save the season. Um, finally. What a what an unbelievably weird move, uh, but uh, I guess I mean it's the Chiefs. What do you want me to say? It's the Chiefs. They have Taylor Swift on their side now. They can't lose. Um, 
it's it, there, there's just a zero zero percent chance the Jets don't lose this by multiple multiple touchdowns. Hey, Trevor Simeon is only on the practice squad for the record. That's why he's one step away. He's one step from being one step. I think I think uh, what's his name? Tim Boyle is one step away. Oh gosh, why? Like, okay, first of all, like Kepernick was advocating for this position. <laughs> what's his uh? Um, Matt Ryan was like, no thanks. And uh, why is why is Carson not even getting a call, man? I heard Carson was calling them. That's uh, the rumor. I don't. He is his reputation that bad? I guess it has to be, right? Like, there's there's no other explanation. He's clearly a capable NFL quarterback. Yeah, and Trevor Simeon's not going to come in and like cause trouble. Yeah, he's just going to be a guy there in the in the quarterback room, another body yeah, in the film room. When people are like, "Hey, are you on the team?" and he's like, "Yeah, I'm Trevor Simeon." I'm like, "Yeah, are you on the team?" <laughs> the security's gonna it's it's gonna be rough getting into the stadium, like, sir. Stop pretending to be our practice squad quarterback, please. Yeah, Trevor Simeon never in a season has had a sixty percent completion percentage, and he was uh he was basically a starter for two years in Denver. You just you need to. to I, I I don't understand. Wentz's reputation, really, honestly, Chris, it might be. It has to be the reason. It just has to be. It has to be. It's crazy. Uh, where are you on this? Oh, Chiefs, dude, big, 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 big. And Monday Night Football, our final game of the week: the Seattle Seahawks in New York to take on the New York Football Giants. Bavada has the Giants minus one and a half at home. I mean, Mr. Carroll and, and, and the Seahawks, I think it really depends on if Saquon plays, right? Like if Saquon plays at home as a dog Monday Night Football, I do kind of like the Giants, um, as weird as it is to say. Like I know they, they didn't cover against the 49ers in that short week, but they they didn't get utterly dominated uh, like I thought. Their defense actually – Yeah, I know. <laughs> Their defense actually was all right, et cetera. Um, Look, they were reasonably competitive. They were basically adequate. Yeah, they're, they're good enough to lose by 18 points. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I, I think Monday Night Football home, I, I like the Giants in this one. All right, that is going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. For Greg Cronin, I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next time.